we see payroll departments and they're very insular. And that's not always a good thing. And that's partly responsible for why I think the payroll sector feels that, you know, do we fit in HR? Do we fit in finance? You don't fit in either. You, you are your own thing and you should be your own thing. So if we can impart these, you know, communication skills, confidence skills, leadership and those sorts of things, then it starts to give, you know, a, a much stronger I suppose, career path for future development for payrollers because it's like, actually, we can do this and we can do that. I think if anything, you know, that it's more likely that payroll would take over some of the HR side of things rather than, you know, the other way around. Welcome to the Payroll Podcast with your host, Nick Day. Find out what it takes to truly discover what it takes to elevate your career within payroll as we meet with the industry leaders who are shaping the industry for tomorrow. Hello and welcome to the Payroll Podcast. Today I'm joined by Mark Bremner, founder of MBKB Training and Rockstar Payroll and the UK's largest payroll apprenticeship provider. Now Mark is an experienced entrepreneur, leadership trainer, problem solver, speaker and good friend of mine and he's an individual who possesses inspiring and effective leadership skills which he's put to good use to enable him to create a number of outstanding businesses. This is across multiple sectors, not just payroll, They've included award-winning training and business support companies, international brand management businesses, and even a top 10 rock chart hit. Mark has become an inspiring leadership presenter and business consultant who now provides businesses and individuals with real-life examples and thought-provoking developments to enhance performance. In addition to the training and payroll apprenticeship services provided by MBKB, Mark is now also delivering one-to-one support, seminars and private consultancies. And so I thought now was the perfect time to bring him onto the show to have a chat about how he sees the world of payroll and also to discover the opportunities he thinks the industry will offer in the future. Sit back, relax and let's get started. Now, obviously, Mark, you're a leading training provider. You've become the leading payroll apprentice training provider. Tell us a little bit more about your journey and about how you're you're finding the world of payroll. Okay, thanks, Nick. Really good to join you today. Appreciate the opportunity to have a chat. So, yeah, it's it's been great. Um, payroll is is our new home, I think, and uh, our spiritual home. We've searched for a while, I think, to find out where exactly we fit. So, I've been in and around training for a long time. We were working with multiple local authorities and we got asked by a couple of those if we were looking at the payroll apprenticeship as it was being developed in 2018. They were aware that we'd got a payroll tutor that already worked with us because we'd we'd done some business admin stuff and tailored it around a payroll position. So it was an easy transition for us. And I had a chat. I got introduced actually to Ian Holloway, um, who's, who's great, you know, rock star for the industry. And he very kindly shared with us some of the uh, the aspirations of, of what the payroll administrator was going to look like. And we were able to start building a plan and developing it. And, and again, we went back to Ian and said, look, this is how we operate. You know, what's your thoughts? This is how we deliver other programs. And he was impressed with that. So we started building the program from, I suppose, the sort of spring of, uh, of 2018, recruiting a couple of staff to to deliver it for us and build some more resources and then also um going back to ian and saying look this is where we think we should deliver it and 
you know, getting, I, I suppose getting that seal of approval as to what it's, what it's going to look like, what it should look like. And we went live with it in September, 2018. And we were the first, uh, as you say, training providers to do that. So it's good. It's been a great journey. We've got people that have achieved and qualified now. So we're sort of, you know, virtually two years down the line. It's been good. It's been a really good experience. That's been amazing. I mean, not everyone necessarily will be familiar with what the apprenticeship program's about. I mean, I know I featured it on an earlier podcast with Ian Holloway as well, who was, you know, on the uh, the Trailblazer squad for for sort of building the original uh, Apparel Apprenticeship Scheme. For those not familiar with what the program's all about or even aware that Payroll Apprentice schemes even exist, can you tell us a little bit more about what the Payroll Apprenticeship Program is and how people can get involved with it? And um, yeah, I guess over the last... 12 to 24 months how it's really grown in the industry yeah absolutely so i guess first of all the first thing to say is the you know the new type of apprenticeship these standards have been designed by leading companies from industry and leading lights in each sector so the the whole new apprenticeship uh, arena is based on i suppose real apprenticeships actually where you've got you know, knowledge and skills and then the behaviors that are built in as well so it's not like the old NVQs, which were just about sort of theory-based and, and tick boxes. This is much more about we we give you the knowledge and the skills to do the job, and then we prove that you can actually do that. So the particular payroll one is, is great for the sector because not only is it the broadest qualification that's available for payroll, and what I mean by that is it covers everything from the payroll core, which is all, all about legislation and contracting and worker types, through to all the technical stuff, so the good old skills of manual calculations from all the different elements. It's got pensions in there, which other qualifications haven't got. We look at the construction industry scheme. We look at RTI and reporting. But moreover, there's a whole section of it that looks at business skills. So it looks about communication and collaboration. It looks about understanding where your company and employer is in the community, you know, in the sector, uh, locally and regionally. So it's a real, you know, broad qualification and, and helps to develop uh, everybody that's in payroll and equip them for, I suppose, multiple payroll roles, if you like, across, you know, different sectors and different employers. And I think probably one of the interesting things that, that we were able to bring to that is the flexibility because, We've got a way of designing the program around the individual and around the company. So even if you've got five people from the same company doing exactly the same program, we can tailor it around them. Nice. And we've also got additionality. So linked to payroll, but wider skills that look at like leadership, uh, quality management, customer loyalty, um, audit and risk, and all these additionality units, we've been able to write into the payroll program to make sure that you know it, it develops people for exactly the role that they want it to become. That's amazing. I didn't even realize that you were able to bespoke them that much. I think leadership is certainly an area we're going to see a lot of payroll professionals undertaking sort of uh, skills skills courses to improve leadership skills over the next uh, next couple of years. I think that's really important. I think what I love as well is, and you know, as a recruiter, I see this all the time, it's Payroll is a career where I think there is a shortage of people coming through the bottom of the funnel. So coming into payroll, choosing payroll as a career choice, and all the opportunities payroll can offer you in a career. As you mentioned just a moment ago, there's so many different roles you can do within payroll now, from analytics to implementation to sales to service delivery to day-to-day payroll administration and so on. And I think there is a shortage still of 
you know, new people coming into the industry as a choice or certainly choosing to come to, come into the industry uh, and making that choice early. So uh, presumably the Apparel Apprenticeship Programme is a really good way to you know, really build that funnel and, and encourage more people to say, actually, I'd never considered Apparel before, but this is a really good career opportunity for me. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm kind of smiling because I think everybody that I've ever interviewed to, to join us to become part of our payroll team, and I would say probably 99% of the people that you speak to say exactly that, that, you know, I fell into payroll. I, I, didn't, know, I didn't know what it was. I had no intention of doing that. And I think it's a, it is an industry or, you know, part of, I suppose, not an industry, but being part of industry that's now gaining more and more recognition. And we, when we first started advertising to place apprentices, so we had a couple of national companies and a couple of local authorities that asked us towards the end of 2018 to find them some fresh blood, some, you know, school leavers to, to get into the sector. It was a bit difficult and we had to, I suppose, be a bit clever with the way we recruited and, and, and attracted people. But what I can tell you now, you know, two years, fast forward to two years down the line, you know, we've placed over 75 uh, new school leavers into payroll, which is, which is great because realistically. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, it was kind of, it's like a career that didn't exist, that seems not to exist before. Uh, it was like I said, people fell into it from accounts or from admin. So to to be able to put adverts out there now and attract youngsters to it and, and they're starting their journey in payroll. And because of the team that we've got, we can explain to them about career ladders and the different opportunities and where it can take them in the future. It is exciting times and it's definitely you know a change. And to be quite frank, as I, as I alluded to earlier, we say, it's, I guess it's our spiritual home. We just feel that, it's it's where we as a business fit now and we've been able to build this really strong team help the sector and you know i guess to start putting a little bit back as well really yeah, I love that. And also what what I love is, it, is it's kind of captured you, right? So we didn't know each other five years ago. I think you were, you've always been in training. You've always been in, in apprentices. You've got a, a really good track record in helping entrepreneurs and business leaders develop their skills, Mark. But payrollers, since you've come into this industry, it's kind of, it's hooked you a little bit, hasn't it? And I know you've, you, you've, you've launched now a brand new business that you kind of, which you're calling Payrock Payroll. Uh, I'd love to know more about why payroll's really captured your imagination and tell us a little bit more about what Payrock's all about. Okay. Yeah, that's great. So I think, you know, I mean, you're right. You know, I've been in and around industry and different business for, for quite some time. And, you know, I remember, I remember doing the payroll myself manually and flicking through the, the tax code books and using all those sorts of things many, many years ago. But I think what getting into it now and getting into the sector, there's so many characters out there. There's, there's some real sort of, you know, rock stars that, that do such a fantastic job that I'm just in, in awe of. And I think the more we've started to develop our service and the more we've got to know the employers and people in the payroll sector, the more it's engaged us enough that actually we can do a really good job here. And I suppose our slant on bringing in wider skills and additionality is, has really hooked into what the clients want as well, because I suppose it's a, it appeals to that. It's not just payroll. It's much wider than that. It's not just data entry. You know, there's a, there's a million things. And Particularly the last sort of four or five months, we've been really busy supporting a lot of our clients with all the changes with furlough and everything else that's gone on. And we we wanted to make something that's, I suppose, a bit more strict, if you like, and, and, and a, a line that they can follow. So what we've we created uh, is Payrock Payroll. 
And what that is, it's it's the start of a community for the payroll sector. We have updates that are going out monthly. We've got newsletters that are also starting from September as well. And we're intending to run uh, national events on an annual basis, a payroll festival, actually. And the reason we've called it Payrock Payroll, because we know the sectors, it is underrepresented and we know it needs value to it. But we've also seen the fun side of it and, and you know, the characters that are in there. So the the pay rock side of it, if you like, is more about proving how good the sector is. It's about, you know, sharing good practice. It's about having some fun. It's about making the rest of industry aware how strong we are and, you know, realistically the lifeblood of industry. And then the payroll side of it, that's the more formal stuff. So this is where we will, you know, impart the the knowledge that we've got from changes in legislation, uh, changes in good practice and, and statutory requirements, et cetera. So we see it as twofold, really. So, you know, the one side of it's fun and then the other side of it's business. And that's really where the name Payrock Payroll came from. And we think also it's kind of one of those names that sticks, you know, once you've, un, unlike MBKB, which people constantly get wrong and call us MKBB or <laughs> ACDC or all sorts of stuff. So we figured Payrock Payroll, once said, is remembered. So is there, is there somewhere people can find out more about Payrock Payroll? Is that, is that live now? Is that a site people can start to access, or does it go live from September? No, yes, it is live now. So they can. we've got uh, the web domain, payrockpayroll.com. Uh, That's live. You can also find it through .co.uk and .org, et cetera. All domains will, will point to it. And on there, we've put some resources, uh, not just our resources, but HMRC resources and ACAS resources, which will help people. There's links to the update sessions, which are run um, on our behalf by um, Helen Hargreaves and Rose Howley. There's an option to join for the newsletter as well, which you can subscribe to. And it, it also links back to the MBKB training website so that people can have a look at some of the short courses, because I think that's one of the other things that we realized as well. I mean, the apprenticeships, I guess, is what we're main, mainly known for. But we have also done quite a few short courses and bespoke programs for a lot of our employers because, you know, our tutors are experts in the, in the field. They're experts in payroll and they've got a vast level of experience and knowledge to pass on. So if an apprenticeship isn't right for you, it might be that it's half a day uh, course that you want writing or it could just be something we just want to pick up a pensions module so we've put all those as well within the payrock payroll offering so it can be apprenticeships it can be short courses it you know it could be you know i suppose a, like a bespoke consultancy excellent well, you actually mentioned two two names there that i know very well uh, you've assembled quite a team of pearl practitioners you've got mentioned rose howley they mentioned uh Helen Hargreaves, of course, Helen is someone who I've had previously on the show. Tell us a little bit more about uh, your strategy then, because I think over the last couple of years, you've, you've assembled, uh, as you mentioned, a very, very experienced, well-known payroll team, quite a fantastic team. So, so what are you looking to do longer term? Okay. Yeah, thanks for that. We are lucky. We, ha- we have got a fantastic team. I mean, I'm, I'm a firm believer, and it's the, the way we operate MBKB, and it's the way we do the, the training, is that it's about coaching and it's about experience. You know, we don't necessarily want, you know, teachers or somebody that's just been in tutoring for, you know, 20 years. We want somebody that's, you know, fresh out of industry, um, has got that live experience and can, can draw on, on years of, you know, knowledge and experience and actually doing the job practically. So 
all the tutors that we engage have come out of sector. So we're very fortunate that, you know, as well as obviously having Helen and Rose, we've got the former head of training for uh, a software supplier. We've got a payroll manager from an NHS. We've got a payroll manager from local authority. We've got payroll managers from an international company and also SMEs as well. So we've got a, a vast range of people. And I mean, never more so than now, the payroll sector is constantly changing. So, you know, we need somebody that's, I suppose, a gatekeeper for us, somebody that can make sure that, you know, we what we're telling people is bang up to date and also make sure that that's in a fun and, and I suppose, enjoyable delivery, if you like. And that's really where, you know, Rose and Helen came in. So, you know, obviously they're, they're both very well known in the sector and they bring to us a level of experience that's just beyond, I think, what, well, certainly what we had originally. Fantastic. From a, from a to develop my role point of view, we're, we're just always looking to engage with other partners. You know, we've got, a, I think, a very refreshing approach. You know, we do work with other training providers as well. You know, we don't ever see anybody as a, as a threat or a competitor. It's just somebody else that we can learn, learn from. And I think from, from payroll point of view, it's about getting the right people in. And we've got kind of a unique culture as well within the business. And, you know, when, when we find somebody that we think is going to help and, you know, develop us and also develop the sector, we're keen to engage them. We're, we're very different, I think. And you know, what I like about both Helen and Rose is that they've got, you know, a lot of experience and they're both also very strong characters. So, you know, if they disagree with with something they're saying, you know, if we're not doing something as we as we ought to, they're very quick to say, right, this is how this needs to change and we need to get this information out there. Yeah. They're also both cut them in half and they'll bleed payroll, you know, which is which is great for us and great for the sector. I'd fully agree. I mean, I know those characters well, but I also know your business well. I have to say personality. You've mentioned fun a couple of times. It's definitely a fun business. Definitely uh, has loads of personality. Obviously, I've been uh, quite closely connected with, with 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 your growth as well, which is great. So I know the people that you work with because, as you say, they've been in the sector for a long, long time. But there are some things people might not know about. I know whether I should bring them up on the podcast or not. Maybe I'll I'll definitely include a link. But um, you, there is some evidence out there of some of the fun that you have. I know you've released some uh, chart hit videos of you guys doing various. Um, I don't know if you'd call it carpool karaoke, but something similar. Uh, tell us a little bit about you know the, the business itself, the, uh, the the chart hits, and and some of the fun that you guys have down there. Okay, but yeah, so I guess. I've learned quite a long time ago that, you know, there's, we don't think of anything as like work life balance. We only think of life. And from, from that, we just want the, we want this to be the job, the, the company and the relationship with all our team members that they, you know, they jump out of bed on a Monday morning, if you like, and they're excited to, to be there. You know, we don't, it's not, it's not a job. It, it should just be something that, that you get up and enjoy. So on that basis, we've got a pretty relaxed attitude and atmosphere to most of the stuff that that we do and i'm i like to bring fun into each thing so the i suppose there's a couple of links really to the sort of music and the and the video more recently as, as, as you're alluding to you know we did a bit of a fun parody spoof video of queen i want to break free and that was born out of the fact that we were frustrated that we couldn't do our four-year anniversary with the team and the awards night that, to, that we do every year because of uh, coronavirus. And we wanted to give them something a little bit fun. Now, 
you know, we've got a range of tutors, some that have recently joined us, as you know, because you know, we, we have a fantastic relationship uh, with you guys and really appreciate your help in, in helping us uh, find new staff. But we've also got people that have been with us a few years. So we wanted to do something that was a bit fun and a bit different. So we came up with the idea of uh, doing a, a parody video and we put together me and, and the other senior team members, the, the Queen video. And we actually did that in about two days as well, which was kind of quite a feat, although not, not a lot else got <laughs> done during those two days, I must say. It is, it's that video. It is brilliant. I'll, but yeah. I'll be definitely be putting a link in the episode notes if I'm allowed so people can take a look at this. If you want to have a bit of fun in payroll and see how much fun these guys are having, it's it's an absolute hoot. So I'll, um, if it's okay, I'll put a link to the YouTube video for this because I think every payroller should see it. Yeah, that's absolutely fine. So yeah, it's all good. So um, but yeah, we so we did that for the team, and then the team did a response video for us as well, which was great. Um, where they had this strange things that people keep in the fridge was the um, brief they had behind it. So it, that's kind of a really cool little video as well, where you've got all our team members um, swapping, um, you know, different or appear to be pulling different things out of the fridge, if you like, and it's it's really good. That is so. But, I guess that's one of the the strong things that's come out through coronavirus. I think we've done a good job of, I suppose, showing our personality. And it wasn't it wasn't an intention. You know, we didn't set out at the beginning of it to say, look, let's show everybody how much fun we are. But what we did do as a senior team is, you know, made a decision that we needed to keep our team engaged um, during lockdown, but we needed moreover to keep them relaxed and chilled you know so we made them a promise very early on that we would you know they they didn't have to worry about anything financially you know we would we got plans and we we could we were confident we can steer the business fully through this so that's one less stress for them and there's a few things that we did which made their life a bit easier and you know some i suppose personal stuff that we that we did for them as well but we also wanted to keep keep them calm we had coffee and chat mornings and then we started doing the video and Katie, who's our uh, one of our operations managers and safeguarding manager, put together uh, sort of a, a board of, of, of comments and, you know, things that people had said about each other. And that was like really nice as well. So that kind of turned into a video as well that we put out there. And I think we're just fortunate that we've got this team and we've got this ethos and, and it's, yeah, it's a great culture. I'm very lucky to have the people around I think it it probably comes from my varied career to date and, and, and background, I think, to get to this point. So I've seen a lot of different industries and worked in a lot of different sectors, and I've tried to bring the best bits of each one, I think, to what MBKB is. That's great. Well, I think you're doing a, doing a fantastic job, and it's um, I think it comes across. I, I, I really do. And I think as, as well, we all know that coronavirus has had a real impact on mental health, people feeling isolated, and therefore you know, engagement and inclusiveness has never been more important. And if you've been able to you know, keep those those sentiments right at the forefront of people's minds for the people that work for you to make them feel engaged, to make them feel like they're part of something. I think that's a really um, admirable thing to be doing and a positive thing to be doing because it's difficult. And I think a lot of people out there have really found it, you know, this isolation challenging. Um, and the videos are a great way of just, if, you, if you're not part of the video, just watching the videos is a great way just to re- relieve some of that stress. So I'm looking forward to seeing people's comments when they've seen the, the, the link in the episode notes and have a look. <laughs> But taking it back to training, which is obviously what we're all about. Um, 
for yourself, what's more important, do you think, for the future skills within payroll? I mean, I, I've done a few webinars and, and podcasts about this already. I kind of I have my own views on where the industry is going, but I'd love to hear it from a, a skill training provider. So where do you think the future skills are going to be within payroll? Are they going to be soft skills? Are they going to be technical skills? Are they going to be something different? What's your take? Yeah, I think there's a combination of things. I think the technical skills side of it is it's important that we maintain that with the ever changes uh, in technology and the more developments, I suppose, of um, AI, et cetera, we need to make sure that we don't lose the base technical skills, you know, the ability to actually work a, a wage out manually. But for the actual individual and how their role is going to change, it's going to become broader. And the, the, the softer skills that they need in terms of leadership are definitely going to become key. We've started to write some new programs now around uh, resilience training as well, because the world's the world's gets faster by the day, by the week, and you know the, the the key really is for people to be able to act quickly. And we know there's nothing more emotive than than money. And one of the things that we often say to people is, you know, we know that nobody ever picks the phone up to a payroll and goes, "Hey, thanks for paying me, good job." I you know, really appreciate it. Have a good weekend. Sure. You know, they don't tend to get those phone calls. It's, it's always the other way around. You know, why have you missed my expenses? Or, you know, there's an error on here or why haven't you paid me? And so I think from our point of view, the resilience side of things is key. And, and that's what we're focusing on. But also the leadership skills and the communication. Because very often in a lot of employers, we see payroll departments and they're very insular. And that's not always a good thing. And that's partly responsible for why I think the payroll sector feels that, you know, do we fit in HR? Do we fit in finance? You don't fit in either. You you are your own thing and you should be your own thing. So if we can impart these, you know, communication skills, confidence skills, leadership and those sorts of things, then it starts to give, you know, a, a much stronger I suppose, career path for future development for payrollers because it's like, actually, we can do this and we can do that. I think if anything, you know, that it's more likely that payroll would take over some of the HR side of things rather than, you know, the other way around. Sure. It's quite an interesting take. I agree as well. I've, funnily enough, only this morning, I'm on a, an HR senior leaders sort of WhatsApp group and a good friend of mine, again, I've had on the podcast before on the HR channel, which is uh, someone called Judith Germain, who runs the Maverick Paradox Leadership Training. And she said that she's been delivering more resilience training than ever at the minute to help stop employees from becoming burnt out during this crisis. Because, you know, during COVID-19, people working from home, particularly in payroll, it's become much harder to put those, put your laptops down and actually stop working because you're at home. There isn't a finishing bell like you sometimes get at work and you end up being on your laptop till late in the evening. And it's very easy to get burnt out. And I think resilience that you mentioned there is a really important training requirement for individuals going forward leadership definitely it's something that i've been banging the drum for i think there's uh, there's a requirement within the payroll industry at the minute to really develop those skills and communication is interesting you know as we try and raise the profile of payroll as we do get you know as we do increase it, its valued perception uh, from from other st senior stakeholders those stakeholder engagement skills those stakeholder management skills which was all, obviously all born within communication are going to be really really important and i think um i think you've identified three critical skills there that the payroll people should be should be looking to 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 really develop their own their own skills base in i think that's resilience communication and um uh, yeah I, I absolutely agree and, and leadership skills so you mentioned earlier on uh, mark you know sometimes we'll get your name wrong let's say mkbk or mbkb 
What is MVP? I'm making a guess <laughs> yeah. here. Like you've never told me, and I've worked with you for years. I'm a, I've always made the assumption it's Mark Bremner, and I'm assuming there were two other initials in there. But why is MBKB? What is MBKB? Do you, let, let's get that off the table, and maybe everyone will always remember what it is from this this point forward. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah. So it's it, it is quite simply it's Mark Bremner, Kathy Bremner. And the the ironic thing is, it was never a name that we intended to keep very long. So to you know, to I suppose give you a bit of background, you know, I've been in training previously. I had you know diff- another training company, and we I had basically sold that out to a larger in, in training provider that took us out and had a non compete for a few years. But I missed the training sector, and I wanted to get back into it. And in order to do that, the you know, government rules are that you have to have a trading company. Now, MBKB Limited was myself and my wife as business consultancy. And it was, you know, I suppose a relatively small business on the side, but it ticked the right boxes to start the process uh, to get back into training. As in, you know, it's a limited company, it's traded for years, it's got a strong balance sheet, etc. So it was the vehicle that we used to get on the register of apprenticeship training providers and to get back into training. And it was never our intention to keep the name. We were going to just change it, um, you know, sort of as, I suppose, more funky trading. My previous business was called Platinum Training. And I remember early days of MBKB, one of the local authorities that we worked with said, you know, Platinum Training, it just, you know, it clicks, it just rolls. MBKB doesn't work. And I'm like, no, I know. And we are going to change it. But here we are, like, you know, four years later. (laughs) Um, and we just haven't got it. And it's getting out there now. Yeah. Um, I think. So, you know, quite a few people now. So, probably not a good thing. But the way to remember yeah. it then is Mark Bremner, Kathy Bremner, MBKB. Kathy Bremner. There you go. Yeah, absolutely. But it's more on the subject then of, you, of, of yourself and Kathy. Let's find out a little bit more about you. Question one Which individual has influenced your career the most? Oh, well, that's a tough. Is it a tough? Do you know what? I'm going to. Yeah, my first response, as you just heard, was that's a tough one. But then actually, you know, I don't, you know what, thinking about it, I don't think it is. I, I would say my father, actually, um, because he was, uh, he was a businessman and he was, he was in the building trade, actually. He, was, he started off as a, a carpenter and site manager and then had his own company and then developer and stuff. And he, what I always admired about him was his his take on things and his patience. And he taught me a, a hell of a lot of stuff that, that I still use today and resonates today. And I'll, I'll talk about a few of those in a moment, but he always had a, a can do attitude and he always chose to see the best in everybody, irrespective of that, of the situation. And it's one of the things that, you know, I'm, I'm not going to lie. It took me years to become that you know, to be relaxed. And I think there's a saying, I'm sure it's David Bowie, actually, that, you know, age allows you to become the person you should have always been. Nice. Because you get that experience. And I think with my dad, he always, uh, he was always able to remove the emotion from a situation, which allowed him to act, you know, objectively. And honestly, and so, yeah, it has to be him, I think, because, you know, no matter what I did, you know, I remember saying, right, we're going to start a day nursery. And he's like, what, you know, why are you doing that? I said, well, yeah, we are, you know, and I set up a record company. Okay. Why? <laughs> well, because of X, Y, and Z. Okay. Go for it. You know? And, and he was always very supportive and, 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 and strong, I think, and focused, you know, and there's, there's a few, I remember I worked for, he had a building company 
and I worked for him for a short period as a contracts manager. So I was young. I was like early 20s, maybe 22, 23. And I was a qualified quantity surveyor actually by, by that. Um, although he did to me down on one thing, and I'll come back to that in a moment. But uh, yeah, so I was 22, 23 working on the site. And I said, I remember saying to him, look, you know, these guys, they're just not doing a lot. It's like half past two. They're supposed to work to four. They're not doing a lot. And he said, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you something now. He said, no man should be judged by nine to five. And he said, the guys turn up every day. He said, now, if I can get, you know, five hours solid work from them till one o'clock till lunch, that is enough for me. And they'll do a few bits in the afternoon. That's fine. You know, but I'm not, I know that their productivity strength is in the morning, not in the afternoon, particularly, you know, in the, in the summer, partly because of the heat, et cetera. And he said, but you shouldn't judge people by that. He said, some people turn up and do nothing. Uh, Others will, you know, do 10 hours work in four hours. And he said, you judge them on what you think they should achieve and what they think they can achieve. And that's how it should be. And I think that was a massive life lesson for me. And I did a training session with my team, January, ironically, of this year, where we, we said, look, you know, don't look at yourself or look at your diary and think, right, I've, I've got another six hours. Set the task of what you want to achieve that day. And if you're only halfway through at the end of the day, but you've given it your best, that's fine. Cause you just say to yourself, it's okay. I've done enough. I, I've done the best I can and just come back to it the next day. And you know, there's no point in sitting staring at a computer if you're not motivated to do something because a, it's too hot outside or B you've got, you've got a cold or there's a distraction. You should just do, you know, what you can do that day. And it might be that you'll put a couple of hours in on a Sunday or a night because you'll feel more motivated. And that's fine, you know, that relaxed attitude to, you know, work-life balance or, you know, came from him really. And I, I've tried to install that in every company that I've had throughout the years. So, so yeah, it has to be my dad, I think. No, I think that's a great example. And I, I probably need to take some of that uh, tonic myself, I think. Um, but no, what, what, what a brilliant response. So in, in terms of resources, Mark, have there been any that really that helped you in your career journey? Maybe a piece of music, a book, uh, a training course? a parable, whatever it might be, what resources have really helped you on your journey? I think there's a lot of things. Um, I've been on a, I've been on a very varied journey. I've, I've dabbled in different sectors and different industries with different businesses. But I, if I had to put my, uh, I, spe- the, I'd, I would name two people. I think one there's an individual, there's a guy that does uh, some mentoring with me and he also delivers some stuff for us as well. Joe Trodden. He's a fantastic coach. He's really good. And from a, from a book point of view, I would say Brené Brown, you know, she's my favorite author. Uh, I think rising strong is an incredible book. And there's a whole chapter in there about accepting people for, you know, they've done the best they can, whether you agree with it or not, whether it's ended up with you, you know, having a train wreck of a car because they've cut you up or, you know, I, I don't know. I can't think of other examples, but there's lots of things in there. So I guess, yeah, I guess those two re- sort of recently spring to mind. Excellent. I'll put a link. I'll try and find the book and put a link to it. So if people want to access it themselves, uh, Rising Strong, I'll put a link to the Amazon uh, feed and people can check it out themselves. Always always up for a good book myself. So I'll probably check it out myself as well. So if you could invite three people to a dinner party, Mark, who would they be and why? And these can be dead or alive. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd start with uh, with my father. So yeah, sadly, he's not with us anymore. So that, that that was why that would be number one, I think. Sure. Um, the second one would be John Lennon because nice. uh, 
yeah, he's an idol of mine. You know, I just, yeah, I, I really admired John Lennon. I know he was, he was a little bit abrasive, a little bit marmite, I guess, but I just liked what he stood for. Um, and I think he got a good take on, on life. Third one. I'm going to say my wife, because if I don't, she will kill me. And she is the KB yeah. of MBKB. <laughs> and she would want to miss out on meeting John Lennon, right? So that'd be, uh, be important. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. Right, last question. And we're going to jump back into uh, the podcast questions. I want to find out in part two a lot more about how we can get more youngsters into payroll um, and how the role and requirements of payroll have developed. So we'll stay tuned for that. Before we do, last question in this section, Mark. If you had any superpower, what would it be and why? I don't know what super I would have. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to go with time travel. Okay. So, Any reason? Yeah, because I think as a, I'm sounding a bit philosophical now, but we often get hung up on things that in, in the heat of the moment sound and seem like a big drama and they're generally not, you know, and that's one of the things, that's a human nature trait, I think. We get, we're too quick to jump to stuff. So I, I guess a, a time, time travel would allow me to, show people that look, it will be okay. So you don't need to get stressed about it at the moment because, you know, these things will resolve themselves or actually no. it really doesn't mean that much in the great deal of things. No, excellent. That's a great, great example. Great one to choose. Fantastic. Well, listen, we're going to jump to quick advert break. When we come back, we're going to find out a lot more about the youngsters into power. So stay tuned. Have you ever asked yourself, how can I recruit payroll staff effectively? Please don't give up on your recruitment project just yet. Here at JGA Payroll Recruitment, we appreciate the difficulties associated with attracting, recruiting and retaining top payroll talent. We also understand just how costly a poor payroll hire can be. JGA Recruitment are a niche payroll recruitment agency who will partner with you to resource payroll candidates who will improve both the accuracy and efficiency of your payroll department. Contact us today on 01727 800 377 or visit jgarecruitment.com to find out more. So, Mark... Here's a question. Uh, we've kind of touched upon it already. You've mentioned you've actually, I think the number you gave was 75 school leavers you've managed to get into payroll now, which is a fantastic result. How can we, the industry as a whole now, how can we get more youngsters into payroll? Okay. I think it would be good for, you know, some of these large employers to start advertising for um, payroll uh, apprentices themselves or working with you, working with us to help them fill those vacancies. The one of the most common things that we hear, you know, we get even yesterday actually I had a conversation. I won't, I won't name the employer, but I had a conversation with the employer, and they're like, we didn't even know there was a payroll apprenticeship. And to be honest, we handle our levy pot every day, but we don't know, you know, where it goes or or how it's spent. And I think there's there's a lack of understanding or awareness, I guess, probably not understanding a lack of awareness in a lot of like large national employers about the opportunity of the apprenticeship and i think they're worried that you know it's going to take people too long to become effective so they just it's the quick fix and the the short-term thinking is one of the biggest issues i think you know they there's they're not they don't seem particularly good at succession planning in payroll and i think that's one of the key things that that we would say look you can take on an apprentice we can help you find them there's no you know there's there's no downside to that because when you train them and develop them, they'll become a payroll expert in your business. So it can be completely tailored. And if you're saying to us, well, 
they're not going to deal with pensions, so they don't need to worry about that. So, right, well, we can put pensions towards the end of the program. What do you need them to be doing? Well, I need data entry to start with. Okay, well, we'll focus on that. Then we'll start with systems and processes and then move on to the manual stuff later. So I guess it's about that joined up approach, you know, for, you know, for GJA and us to get out there and, uh, and promote this as an alternative rather than panic backfilling gaps. Cause that seems to be what happens a lot. I don't know if you'd agree with that. Yeah, no, I, I would, I would. And then people might think, oh, no, why would, why would Nick want to promote something that ultimately means they're not going to use his agency to find the staff? The reality is there, there's room, there's definitely room for both sides. Sometimes some clients are going to need experienced talent to come in, but obviously we also need that, that the talent to come in at the bottom of the funnel from the youngsters through these apprenticeship schemes to, to help develop and move their careers later. So, you know, there, there is a gap at the minute. There aren't enough youngsters coming into payroll. I think the apprenticeship program is an excellent way to get youngsters into payroll and to get them trained effectively. But also, what people, a lot of companies don't realize is there's some good financial incentives for doing this as well. Not only are you saving on potential recruitment fees, you know, at the, at the bottom end of the scale here in terms of, of, of the skill base, but actually the government levies mean that you even get paid to take these people through the program. So, you know, it can also be a win-win that way if you put the two together. And, and as you mentioned, you get someone in who actually learns your payroll, your function. And we know every single payroll department is, is, is unique to the next. It doesn't matter if you use the same system. doesn't matter if you've got the same number of employees on that payroll. Um, even if the frequency is the same, it doesn't matter. The payroll will be different in every single business you go into. So to have someone who's trained specifically on your payroll and the way that you do things and to have that bespoke from an apprenticeship level as a school leaver. And as, a, you know, as an individual who is, you know, if you are that school leaver, to feel that invested in by your employer, I think is a real win-win um, for, for both for both company and um, and the individual concerned. And it gives them a really good platform to develop what we all believe, if you're listening to this podcast, is is, is a really fruitful and, and exciting career in the industry right now. Um, but you're, wow. you're an entrepreneur, Mark. So, I mean, if, if I've mentioned a little bit there about the youngsters side of things, if what advice would you be giving to the youngsters that are entering the pearl industry if they were unsure if someone approached them and said, actually, you know, would, would you consider a pearl apprenticeship scheme? What advice are you giving? Okay. So we're saying to them, look, first of all, you know, the, the, the payroll apprenticeship and the payroll sector will give you a skill set that you can use across any industry and across any role. Because, you know, one of the examples that I, that I personally give when I'm speaking to people is, look, if you look at the, you know, the Fortune 500 companies, the biggest companies in the world, they're often run by CEOs. Um, sorry, they're always run by CEOs, but those CEOs are often accountants, right, which are people who've got a financial grip and, and a, a good, strong financial understanding. Yeah. You can get that understanding from starting payroll because that's all about the numbers. And ultimately, you know, you're in charge of the most important asset that any business has. So there's, there's a route and a correlation from a financial-based apprenticeship, which this is, into senior management. But moreover, there's a route into managing a payroll team. There's a route into you know, training of payroll. And because of also the wider skills that we offer as well, it's a much broader base and skill set that will enable, will enable you to go into HR if you wanted to go that route after and go into finance. So you should start at this point and know that you've got a plethora of options going forward. And uh, you know that's been quite popular. I, I guess it comes back to just the way I am, you know, like I always refer to like the world of why, you know, cause that's, that's where I live, you know, which is why is things done this way? Why does that happen? Why can that not be changed? And, you know, I always say to everybody I speak to, look, 
you know, you, the options are limitless. You are only stuck by what you can see and imagine, you know, whether you think you can or can't, you're correct. And from a, from a, a business point of view and a youngster point of view, you know, I mean, I'm 50 and don't really know exactly what I want to do in all honesty. <laughs> so we can't expect these 17, 18 year olds to know that. But what we're saying to them, look, this is a career that as an absolute minimum will set you up for life. You know, it's as simple as that. It's a, it's a respected career. It's a valuable career and it's very enjoyable and varying. But moreover, it can be the stepping stone into other stuff. Yeah. And you know, that's how we're going to sell it. I really like that. You won't, you won't know this, uh, Mark, but actually only yesterday I recorded a podcast. I don't know which one's going to be released in order, but uh, with Paul Gibbons, who's the COO at Pay Dashboard. Um, now he's chief operating officer there, but came from a payroll background. And he's, a, you know, you mentioned where people come from these financial, uh, financial understanding backgrounds to become CEO. Well, that's an individual I spoke to just yesterday who's COO of a, a very successful company that's growing very quickly. And he's, he's been able to find his role in that company from his, his payroll background and from the expertise he had at payroll administrator through to payroll management level. And there are lots and lots more cases that we were finding now on a regular basis of people that are really getting the top echelons of, of, of business management through, through payroll as their starting point. And I, I think hopefully people listening to this may have caught my previous episode with, uh, with Steve Sowitz, who is a, a payroll billionaire. And I've mentioned that because it just shows that anything is possible in this industry. You can take it as far as you want. Um, and billionaires are made. So, um, you know, I think that's, if nothing else, if you're speaking to school leavers, and I do talks at schools, uh, trying to promote payroll as a career choice. Um, I've done a, school, uh, a, a talk just before lockdown over at St. Albans Boys School about this for their GCSE School Leavers Programme. And actually just me mentioning Steve Sowitz and what he's achieved did open a few eyes because I don't think people realise just how far you know you can, you can go in payroll. And it's not just about payroll management, which is a fantastic role in itself, but also you can go into sales implementation. You can go into analytics now, which is growing all the time, strategic management, uh, yeah. board, and it's going to be a lot more board level based as hopefully as, as technology improves and, and, and advances. Um, so since you've been doing the apprenticeship programs yourself and the training programs you've been doing, Mark, specifically for the payroll industry, where have you seen the biggest changes in terms of the requirements that your clients are asking for or the requirements put upon the skills needed right now for payroll professionals? Obviously, when you started this, it would have been relatively new and you may have started at a technical level. But right now, what are the key, I guess, um, issues that you have to overcome or the key um, training requirements that clients are coming to you for? I think, yeah, at the, well, right at the moment, I guess it's it's all about the the coronavirus so you know the furlough the support for that and you know the job retention sure. scheme so and it's it's mostly the stuff that's akin to that i think in all honesty in the last sort of three or four months we've seen with the what we have seen with apprentices is which has been good i suppose a silver lining to to the coronavirus is that they want to learn more about it and because of everything that's happened obviously payroll has come to the fore in terms of uh, exposure and, and discussions and that's been good so we've seen from a youngster's point of view a sudden willingness to look at you know the legislation side of things which is great because it's it's a bit of a dry subject and, and not always the best but from an existing you know payroll I, I i guess it has been about well i don't guess i know for a fact it has been about you know the furlough and the support that we can offer around that what we've tried to do now and what we're developing is some support packages for the employers 
um, around redundancy and also for those that have been made redundant. So we're offering them some some of our sessions that look at you know um, sort of work life balance, look at how you can change your career, how you can develop. So on the one hand, we're working with the employers and saying to them that this is how you can effectively process redundancy if that's what you've got to take. But on the flip side of that, we're also offering support packages that you can promote to the people that you've had to make redundant. So you can help them and and try and, you know, get them further careers or new careers. And, uh, and we can work on that as well. I think that's probably certainly the last couple of months where, where we've been at, I guess, prior to that, a lot of systems and processes changes that have come in. We've, looking at constantly developing the work that we do around that. And there is a big buzz around the AI stuff. So we're currently developing some resources that uh, that are going to sort of take part, I suppose, to help that. <laughs> We've also developed our own team leader program, which is the first one that's specifically written for payroll. And that sits nicely because i know um, ian holloway's head of the trailblazer group for a level five apprenticeship standard which is due out towards the end of this year which is this payroll assistant manager so the team leader one we've sort of developed fits in between that if you like so it's in between sort of payroll administrator uh, which is the core of the job and then the the management one so there is a lot going on it's a constantly changing world i mean it's which is one of the reasons why i love it so much you know, because it, it, it does keep changing. I mean, we do a lot of work with leadership skills and leadership training. And, you know, those are very generic. And I suppose we develop new theories and new practices and we work with new companies, but it's not quite as exciting and changing as payroll. Nice. No, it's good. It's good. I can understand why COVID-19 is having a big impact, but it's nice to hear some of the other courses and and good to mention as well. As you said, the Trailblazer squad that Ian Holloway is involved in for the apprenticeship level five, which is a chief release. It's nice to know you're doing a training course that sits in between the two, because I think that's a training requirement that that people are looking for right now. And and certainly it's a good opportunity for payroll professionals to, you know, if you you don't need the apprenticeship course, but you still want some upskilling on the training side because you want to take your career to the next level, then as you mentioned, you do a lot of those short courses that could be a good option for those individuals. So last question before we open the vault, Mark. It's a big one. Uh, You can keep go any way you like with this, but what's your prediction? And I I say any way you like in terms of how far in the future you want to go, but what's your prediction for the future of payroll? Yeah, good. So that's it. I mean, that's a tough question, I think, because there's, there's, there's so much things going on. But I would, I would fast forward to probably the year 2025. And at that point, payroll will be the main, uh, financial core of any business. And I think once, once the government bringing, you know, the IR35 and all that changes, it's going to revolutionize certainly a lot of how things are done in the, in the building sector, uh, construction industry, and, you know, quite a few other, I suppose, music industry, assuming we can ever get that back going. But, you know, where everybody's been subcontracting associates, um, members of staff, that's all going to change. And the payroll team are going to be the ones that pick up the slack of that and bring things in-house. So I think... Yeah, I'd like to see. Uh, I'd like to see the uh, directors of finance and directors of HR knocking on the directors of payroll's door for advice and guidance, and uh, coming to them to steer the business rather than the other way around. I think that's quite a nice prediction. There you go. So, twenty twenty five then is where the time we're going to see the HRDs and the and the FDs knocking on the payroll director 
doors for advice i think that's a that's a big prediction it's a positive prediction and i don't see why that can't come true so fantastic listen we're going to open the vault entering the vault one piece of advice mark you would give to someone working in payroll right now okay one piece of advice what would i what advice would i give to somebody working in payroll at the moment that would be to be focused to make sure you've got everything that's you know, all the information you need to hand so you can accurately do the job, but moreover to be patient and calm because I think it's, it is an industry that can be stressed and can be pressured. And we, we allow ourselves for that to happen by external influences. So always take a breath, walk away from the desk, grab a coffee, chill, and then go back to it because it will be okay in the end. Excellent. Fantastic. Question two, if you had the uh, the power of hindsight, what's the one career decision you would change? Uh-huh. Well, do you know what? That kind of links nicely to something I mentioned about my father. So okay. this is, a, I guess, it's a little known fact about me. Um, so back in when I was at school, which was a long, long time ago, so 1984, I wrote a program. I used to be into computer programming. So I, for my O level, as it was in those days, I wrote a database and created a system to log attendance and exam results for students at my school, which helped me ace my O level and get that. And at those, I'm talking then, there was no Windows then. There wasn't any more for, for the, the younger people that may or may not be listening. There wasn't any, the, uh, Microsoft wasn't in existence or certainly wasn't heard of, I guess. Um, around here so i wrote this program and they rolled it out and used it actually across uh, quite a few schools uh, in my local borough and when i left school i was deciding what to do and famously in our house my father said to me nobody's ever going to make any money sitting in front of one of those things all day long (laughs) (laughs) which was obviously completely an inaccurate prediction (laughs) and the one thing that i used to kind of remind him of often so i i didn't to be quite frank as well nick i was i i guess it's the entrepreneurial or the restless spirit in me i don't like sitting still and i like to constantly move and develop things and yeah i i'd done a lot i'd spent two or three years writing different programs and stuff and i was a little bit bored of it as well in all honesty so i was like yeah i don't really want to go into that but (laughs) looking back yeah, that kind of might have been a mistake. Could have been the future Facebook, the, well, the, the, the early beginnings of uh, one of the major ones we see. Now, we'll never know, but uh, either way, it's a good story. If you, had, if you had the power of foresight and could change the entire payroll industry with one action or improvement, what would that action or improvement be? Well, what I would do is set boundaries for government updates and changes to policy. So there's a finite period of like one month a year where they can change stuff and update it and then give them a period of two weeks where they could check it. And so once it actually goes out, it's not only accurate, but they're going to stick with it for the period of the next 11 months so that we're not constantly changing and backpedaling. Fantastic. Well, listen, Mark, it's been an excellent podcast. We've brought it right back full circle as well, which is brilliant. Um, Obviously, if you want to find out more about yourself, where can they find you online? I'm going to put links in the episode notes to um, the payrollrocks.com website you mentioned earlier. Where else can they find out about your services? Okay. So yeah, um, mbkb.co.uk, that will take them um, straight to the business. And, you know, we are always looking to work with other people, develop, and that's, that's not a sales pitch. I'm always interested in talking to people from the payroll sector, you know, and if you, you might, 
people may not want to work with us, which is absolutely fine, but you might have some advice for us on about things that we should add or change or things that, you know, you think would improve the sector. Love to hear from you. So, uh, Mark Brenner on LinkedIn, connect with me. That's absolutely fine. And yeah, it'd be great to talk to you all. Excellent. Well, I'll make sure links to Mark's LinkedIn profile is available in the episode notes along with mbkb.com and the pearlrocks.com website as well. Um, and I can, uh, happily vouch for the fact that Mark is very open to a collaborative course. That's how our relationship started right at the start of this a couple of years ago. So uh, do reach out to him if there's any, if you have any ideas or you want to run anything by him, uh, you know, definitely give him a call and I'll, I'll make sure that his contact details are here so you can do that straight away. Of course, if you are a payroll leader and you're listening to this podcast and you've got a payroll related vacancy that you want some specialist support with, do give me a call. Uh, I'd love to help you and show what a good recruitment experience can feel like. Uh, my details will also be in the episode notes. You can reach me at nick at jjrecruitment.com or give me a call 01727 800 377. Thanks for listening, folks. I look forward to bringing you the next episode of the Payroll Podcast real soon. Look after yourselves and each other. It's been a really enjoyable 59 minutes of conversation here all about MBKB Group and, of course, the Apprenticeship Scheme. I can't wait to bring you more great payroll content real soon. Take care. Thank you so much for tuning into the Payroll Podcast with Nick Day of JGA Recruitment. If you need help with a current payroll vacancy, then please get in touch with Nick and his team. All contact details can be found in the episode notes. In the meantime, to make sure you never miss a future episode, please subscribe to the show through any of your favorite podcast channels. Till next time.